Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever the mission, home or away, Enterprise helps over 120,000 people every day. With vans of all shapes and sizes, if you have a plan, Enterprise has a van. No matter if you need to rent for an hour, a day, a week or longer, Enterprise offers great rates for you or your business. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday, gang, and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host, Andy Goldstein, and we kick things off north of the border, following the news that Neil Lennon and 13 Celtic players are having to self-isolate following their recent trip to Dubai. Scottish First Minister Nicola Sturgeon said she doubts whether the trip was essential. Of course it was. These are footballers and they need to be somewhere where it's hot. That's essential. She's urged football not to abuse privileges, with lower leagues in Scotland now suspended. We'll get the take from Watford captain Troy Deeney on the need for messaging in football to be clearer when it comes to COVID. But we start with the former Crystal Palace owner, Simon Jordan, who gave his response to Sturgeon's comments. They've opened the door for her to do this because she, yeah, she, has, she, she, she has no, she has no visibility yeah. of the one... This is one infection. We're seeing Aston yeah. Villa... Uh, have a litany of infections. We're seeing Derby have a litany of yeah. infections. This is one infection that could have been gotten anywhere. And the stupidity of it all is that football continues to be arrogant to open the doors to those that don't understand certain aspects of it. And they've given Nicola Sturgeon this opportunity. I can't tell you how disappointed and frustrated I am to be facing another briefing that may be dominated by football. Uh, football and elite sport more generally enjoys a number of privileges that the rest of us don't have. They've given her the opportunity to smash it and she will do it because she has her own motivations for it. And you can see the disdain that she holds it in by saying, yet again, I'm in a situation where I don't want to be talking about elite sports because she wants elite sports people to behave like elite sports people. And by being elite, that means operating in a fashion which is above the norm. And that also means operating in that way when you're asked when you're asked to behave in a certain way so she's using it as a cheap shot it's a cheap shot Celtic could have got that infection anywhere right they could have done Simon but they went to Dubai the, question, the stupidity it, of it from a professional footballer's point of view when you come as elite sports is the boxing not elite sports because they've been shut down for a month a lot of it is contradictory and 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 that's when you're getting the confusion, I think, and people start questioning, why am I actually doing this? Do you get what I mean? And I think that's where we're going to keep having it. Until there's a clear, transparent message as to why football can carry on, everyone has to carry on as normal. Let's take some calls on it. Um, 087 Glenn's a Spurs fan. Hello, Glenn. Oh, I'm still a season ticket holder at Spurs, and now live in Australia, of course. I, I, I'm, I'm a biggest football fan as the next guy. I think it's borderline arrogant that we're keeping going with this. They need to do a break, they need to cancel the Euros, and they need to do it now. I think it's two, three weeks, let's act and behave in football like everyone else is in the country. What I'm saying is I think there are certain pockets and organisations that have a lot to be uh, held accountable for. I think UEFA 
are disgusting um, on how they've behaved. The arrogance to demand that European Championships has to go ahead in how many cities, across how many countries? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And to counsel that, they should have counselled European football for one season. They should have counselled domestic cups for one season. Now in the last of the third round FA Cup matches, Stockport played West Ham for a chance to play League One Doncaster. And as things currently stand, it's nil-nil with 66 minutes on the clock. Now, uh, regular listeners to the podcast will know that if this happens while I'm recording the links, I always give a little prediction. I've never got one wrong. So I predict it will go extra time and penalties and then West Ham will lose. I've probably got that massively wrong. Anyway, we can get the reaction to that game on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. You'll also get the fallout on the fourth and the fifth rounds as well. Spoiler alert, Manchester United will play Liverpool. Swung into the penalty area and it's glanced in. And it's glanced in by Craig Dawson to put West Ham United into the league. West Ham's Craig Dawson scored his first FA Cup goal since netting for Rochdale in November 2010. Indeed, all three of his FA Cup goals have come in different decades. Wow. I bet they're all with his head as well. I bet they are. Find that out. That's fantastic. Three different decades for three goals. Mm. That's probably never been done. Sam Matterface, of course, is watching the game for TalkSport. He's with the Stockport manager now, Jim Gannon. We can hear more. Uh, yeah, Jim's just standing underneath uh, the main stand here and getting incredibly wet. That's the groundsman to turn the sprinklers off. <laughs> well, listen, thank you very much for joining us live on TalkSport. Jim, it was, it was a really well-contested affair, wasn't it? Are you quite proud of the way your team performed tonight? Well, hopefully everybody sees it as that. And uh, like I said, thank you for that uh, praise. Um, it was a difficult task playing against a team four levels above and I think they showed the respect for the competition and ourselves by playing a really strong side and I thought we gave a good account of ourselves we showed what we're about uh, we didn't change the way we, we didn't go negative or defensive we, we tried to play we tried to get up the pitch in our way um, and you know, we created our moments where our fans could dream all the way up to the, the last 10 minutes. So, in that sense, we're quite proud and pleased with what we've done. West Ham United. Number 16. And that's quite an incentive. Doncaster Rovers from League One. You just never know. I remember in the, after the first game when we did win it in 1980, Billy Bond said to me, I've got a funny feeling this is going to be our year. Yeah. And it was after the first game, Mark. Yeah. You think, why did he say that? But he was right. And staying with the romance of the cup, here's the Chorley groundsman Ben Kay who had to sleep in a tent on Friday night to make sure the pitch was ready for Derby County. That doesn't sound romantic at all, just wrong. I mean, I, I heard him actually on the breakfast show and I'm still none the wiser as to why he needed to sleep on the pitch. I, don't, I mean, he was asleep, so I don't get why he did that. Probably had a row with the missus and then gave it the old, oh, I need to go and sleep on the pitch. Anyway, we'll also get the take of Marine FC captain Niall Cummins on what it was like seeing the Spurs team sheet ahead of the match. But this is television reality superstar Mark Wright and would you believe Crawley Super Sub are making his professional debut in that win over Leeds, coming off the bench for Gemma Collins, who of course played a full 88 minutes. It's a sensation in West Sussex. Leeds United of the Premier League trail Crawley Town of League Two by three goals to nil. Now being there against Leeds, being there with my brother, making my debut, being on the bench, you know, everything together and then getting a 3-0 win. The boys were absolutely sensational yesterday. There was no kind of FA Cup luck. There was no last-minute situation or penalties. Our boys just absolutely just were incredible from start to finish. Number seven. Number seven is AFC Bournemouth, currently third in the championship. And a home tie at the Vitality for them against... Number 19. 
Number 19, Crawley Town from League Two. And Jose Mourinho and Carlos Vinicius and Tottenham Hotspur have definitely sunk the yellow club marine. I noticed they didn't play kids against me. Um, mm. Aldir Eldon Roden played against myself. So I took that personally as a bit of a compliment. But the rest of the team, when you see them, more plays like that. You're thinking, <laughs> oh my Lord. We haven't played. Our league's been suspended for the last month, pretty much two months. So we're, our match fitness is completely off. And that even made a bigger difference again. And we're chasing shadows. Mm. For quite a large part of the game, but yeah, seeing them names, it's fantastic. It really was. Surely two Derby nil, and Mike Calvary, who scored the winner in the last round at Peterborough, is the man that has poked the ball home here. Because of the temperature um, in the minuses, we needed to um, kind of get together and come up with a plan. So what we decided was around tea time that right, we're going to have to um, actually sleep in the tent and um, try to defrost some areas. That, where the frost was actually lifting out of the ground. Ben, how much sleep did you get in the end? I think I had an hour. I mean, there's a big myth that this is a heated tent, but it's actually quite cold under there, believe it or not. Number three is Chorley. Let's see who you get for them. (laughs) Number five. Number five is Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, Harry Winks and Deli Alley, too good for Spurs under Jose Mourinho. I don't even know what that means, but apparently, yes, they possibly are. That's according to Adrian Durham. Let's find out why. There's a story uh, emerging that Harry Winks is being linked with Valencia. And it makes me wonder about these two players who in the past have been terrific for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, Obviously haven't really featured much under Jose Mourinho. They're England internationals as well. And what I love about Harry Winks, he plays on the half turn. He's always looking to go forward. Okay. And I think that's terrific. That that's what, you know, a, a Premier League side who have ambitions to challenge and succeed and be uh, trophy winning, they need a player like that in their midfield. They need to be going forward. They need to turn defence into attack quickly. They need a Harry Winks. So I admire what he brings. I can see what he brings. Jose clearly can't see what he brings. I look at Deli Ali, who can play on the half turn, can play little clever balls from a number 10 position. Um, he can score goals as well at his peak if you manage him correctly, if you coach him right and he's playing well. He will deliver you some real quality. So both Winks and Deli Ali are capable and have shown in the past that they can play with real quality on the ball. And yet Jose doesn't want them in his team. So it makes me wonder, what does he want, Jose Mourinho? If he doesn't want players who are good on the ball, who can pass the ball, who go forward, are they too good? For Spurs, given the way that Jose Mourinho sets Spurs up, the way he wants Spurs to play, are these players actually too talented? Are they too clever Mm. for the kind of basic way, albeit effective, but basic way Jose wants his Spurs to play? Now, the England cricket legend Darren Goff has had his say on the nastiness going on in Australia's test match with India this week after some dirty tactics from the former skipper Steve Smudger-Smith and the current captain Tim Glass Payne. The tourists held on for a draw in the third test, meaning it goes to a decider next week in Brisbane, or Brizzy, as I like to call it. Goffey claims the Aussies, or Aussies, are falling into bad habits, and it's getting embarrassing. He's going onto the pitch and trying to make it worse for the spinners to ball onto a length, and then he's rubbing out the markers the batsman have put on to where he puts his bat. So it's plain cheating in my book. And then the second one, just to top it off, because they're under pressure, Tim Payne had already at the captain again, by the way, had already dropped a catch. He decided to get stuck in 
to uh, Ashwin. Now, what he didn't expect was Ashwin to come back. So the words used were um, Tim Payne said about the going to the uh, Gabba next in Brisbane, where Australia are very, very strong. Let's just say that. I've had this in the past about wait till we get you to Perth. I mean, ooh, ooh, I'm scared. I'm really scared. I can't wait to get you to the Gabarash. Tell you what. She's never done that. Just like we want to get you to India. That'll be your last series. You were selected here as well. And then he, he didn't like that, so that's when the abuse started. He called him uh, something head. I'll let you use your imagination. Uh, and lots of other stuff saying, nobody likes you in your team. I've got more Indian friends than you've got. And it went on and on and on. So all I'm going to say about this is, but Australia is supposed to got it all in order with this captain, Tim Payne. It's supposed to have sorted everything out, giving him a knighthood, basically, because what he's done to this Australian team made them grow up. Well, they're just dropping back into that zone. You've got to keep an eye on this. Australia, get your act together and get your act together right now. Because it's embarrassing. Now, the Premier League referee, Michael Oliver, has told the Mail he likes VAR and says fans would ask for it back should it be abandoned. Well, as you can imagine, this got a reaction from Danny Murphy and Adrian Durham. But first up, this is a supporter who also likes VAR. Yep, we found him. I absolutely love VAR. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Go on. Football's entertainment at the end of the day, isn't it? That's, that's, that's why we all love it. I don't think that Michael Oliver raising that point of if you take it away, everybody will want it back. I don't think that's necessarily true. There will be debates and discussions, but there were before anyway. But I don't think there'll be a massive clamour. I can't imagine that the fans will join together and make a massive campaign to bring back VAR. Can you see that? Banners at games, bring back VAR. No, we no, need VAR back. No, no. no but if, if the one thing in the article that, that I, I can't have, and I understand where he's coming from, he's got, to, he's got to go along the narrative of VAR making football better. It's absolutely nonsense. I mean, football, if you ask any manager and any player now, 99.9% are saying that it's, it's had a negative effect on the game. And, and 100% fans, maybe 90% players and not managers for different reasons, some of them will come out and try and support it. But generally, it's had a negative effect on football. And, it, and it, it's, been, it's been something that most people now have come to hate, never mind even bear. It's happened at games where it's happened. And the banter with the away fans is absolutely brilliant. A goal goes in, everybody cheers, and then one minute it's going round the other way. It's just absolutely entertaining. I love it. V-A-R. V-A-R. Now, Manchester United travel to Burnley tonight, knowing that a victory will put them top of the Premier League table. Actually, producer Tom wrote this, even a draw would do that, so know your numbers. Anyway, ahead of the game, TalkSport's James Savundra has spoken with the Manchester United manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and asked him about the progress the team have made over the last year. We are better off this season than compared to the same time, time as last year. We, we won more games, we've scored more goals, we've played better football. So, of course, that's a, that's a positive. And, um, but as I said, uh, nothing, no, no one remembers uh, January league tables. For us, it's just about developing this team, improving. Uh, I think we've uh, shown again that we can bounce back after a... Disappointment. I thought the, the lads who played the FA Cup game uh, showed good character, good attitude. You'll go top of the table with a positive result tomorrow. And since you've been at the club, you've been having to play catch-up on both occasions because of difficult starts of the season. Do you think this side is now ready to pick up the mentality of, rather than being the hunter, 
potentially being the hunted. We have to be aggressive. Gets a shot away, takes a deflection and sneaks in and Manchester United win it in stoppage time. How many times over the years have you heard that? We have to go into every game humble, work hard, don't even think for one second that you've cracked it if you if you uh, are near the top. Because that's not the, the type of players we have. We have players who should play on the front foot, Aggressive, work hard, be hard to play against, uh, no matter what. And we finish back on my show, the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've gone for the parting in the middle now. I hadn't escaped my notice, thinks. What do you think? Oh, the, it... Do you remember back in the early, no, no late 80s? Right. There was that look, wasn't it? I'm guessing it? The, there's the, not going to be a compliment here. No, it's not a compliment. Oh, right, no. yeah, look like, uh, you know, looked like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was the, the look, wasn't it? The old floppy hair. Remember that? The, you know, the Happy Mondays kind of look. Right. right I, I mean, I'm in two minds all the time. Shave it, leave it. Shave it, leave it. Do you, do you know what I would like to... It's like a Chaz and Dave song, isn't it? Shave it, leave it. Yeah, go Shave it, leave it. Go you do the leave it, I'll do the tape, ready? Shave it, leave it, shave it. Leave it, Yeah, yeah, it's not easy, is it? No, it's not. Shave it, leave it, shave it, leave it, shave it, leave it, shave it, leave it, shave it, leave it. Yes, it's Chaz and Dave, like, isn't it? Have you got? Can you get some Chaz and Dave music? Just back that up. Yeah, maybe get rabbit. Get go rabbit instrumental. Right, try rabbit instrumental. Go on, what do you say? What's that? saying? My floppy hairdo. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, I've finished. Couldn't have more to add to it. I think you need to extend it a bit more. Yeah. Anyway, back in the late eighties, early nineties, Happy Mondays look. You know that that look that Sean Ryder look. Yeah. Do you remember that that kind of? Well, there was a thing in GQ magazine actually. Okay, ready? I'm shaving, yeah? Right? Shave it, leave it, 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 shave it, leave it. Yeah, it works, doesn't it? Um Well, that's it for another podcast, I think. Before I let you go, let me remind you about Peterborough against Portsmouth in the Papa John's Trophy third round. No, no, you don't need to. No, I have to. Well, no, there's really no point. Well, I'm going to anyway. It's uh, live and exclusive to TalkSport 2. Yeah, you know why it's exclusive? That's because no one else... It doesn't matter. It's live and exclusive from 6pm, presented by Russ Williams, and the commentary is from Jeff Peters and Adrian Clark. Sam Matterface turned it down, did he? Anyway, I'm back on Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar tonight from 10pm. Taking your calls after Manchester United go top of the Premier League. They're not, are they? They're going to lose the game. There will be another one of these Andy Goldstein Talks with Daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. So do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great day. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. 
Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.